0: Grand rising, everyone. I'd like to meet to live spirited coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm. Coffee today is on point. <laughs> Got the on point coffee. Yum yum. That's what you know what? I should start a coffee shop called On Point. Good morning, Kumar. How are you? Um, for those of you on Facebook, please say good morning. Um I think at November 1st, I will be transitioning to maybe YouTube or um, I need to get a a computer that can stream live um, rather than just do Facebook live. So a little bit of changes coming in. Good morning, y'all who show up here, Spirit and Coffee people. Hope you have your coffee, tea, coffee, tea or me. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Uh we were going over the Emerald Tablet. If you didn't know, the Emerald Tablet alchemy for personal transformation. Really going into hey shadow, how things are constructed, um where all this stuff came from, where the hidden wisdom is and how you guys can have access to that and that it's not esoteric. It is esoteric, but it you can find it if you are a uh someone uh who is really interested in um, understanding how to dive into your philosopher's stone, how to become the philosopher's stone. Really, that's really what it's about, right? Us being able to um, cultivate that inner knowingness, that inner wisdom, and actually utilize that inner wisdom for the betterment of humanity and ourselves and the world around us. And shaping a world of harmony. And coexistence as opposed to disharmony and dictatorship or whatever is going on these days. Okay, I'll just stop there. So uh, I'm on page 33 if anybody is actually gonna get the book or wanna read it. Um, So, more modern spiritual movements uh, such as Freemasonry, Rosicrucians, Theosophy, the Golden Dawn uh fourth way many new age philosophies are also based on the ideas of the first reveal verse revealed in the emerald tablet we talked about that yesterday so people who are really into these uh quote-unquote conspiracies whatever just go follow spiritual alchemy you'll understand what they're doing um and how they're doing it there you go it's that simple okay in the so-called hermetic arts the tablet is based of magical evocation and the doctrine of sympathetic magic I'm sorry, sympathetic. I keep saying sympathetic. Sympathic magic in which the powers of the above are drawn down to the earth and fixed in the talismans or in statutes. So it is also a source of images seen on the tarot cards and divinatory tools. Those same images show up in the dreams and imagination of people undergoing psychological transformation and the tablet has become an important reference tool in the field of analytical and transpersonal psychology which is what i do i'm in transpersonal psychology here's the deal the images that we see and we talked about this in the tarot we see this actually playing out in the way that we've constructed the world and people don't really get that they don't really understand that they don't really know that um when we have the queen the pope we have all these individuals and those individuals are really playing characters characters um in a alchemic process or spiritual alchemic process um the pope is part of the um tarot the queen is part of the tarot people don't realize this this game is getting played at a much bigger um in a much bigger way than we actually think Okay, um, without a doubt, or without doubt, the Emerald Tablet was an inspiration behind alchemy for centuries. Many medieval alchemists hung a copy of the tablet on the wall of their laboratories and constantly referred to the secret formula. <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize. It contained the alchemists really believe that the Emerald Tablet revealed truths too powerful for most people to handle. Um, and invented secret alphabets and coded phrases in which to discuss their progress In the so the uninitiated would not comprehend the true spiritual nature of their quest. I read that twice. I posted that the other day. Why? Because um, I went through this yesterday. They think we're dumb. They want to keep us dumb. Um, they think it's too powerful and that only they have access to this information. Who else, um, if it's in the wrong hands, it could go terribly wrong. Well, guess what? It has gone terribly wrong. Um, and the people who uh, put themselves on high horses and acted like they're the only ones who could have access to this information are the exact people who created this big, ginormous mess that we see today in the world. There you go. Yep. And I'll say we're responsible for all of it too, because, you know, we can point fingers and say, well, they messed it up. Well, yeah, they did. They did a real great job. Congratulations to them. Um, For totally distorting the entire storyline. Guess we need it. But as people wake up and realize that we're in some distorted, functified, weird, grand illusion or fantasy. Start to figure out how to shift and change it. And understand that they... Uh, when we start to believe that we're on a high horse, and this is something that often happens, um, and I can't remember the terminology behind it, but there is a terminology for it, where our ego um, sort of takes over and we think that we're more enlightened than others. No, I'm sorry, I'm going to just call people out. You're not more enlightened. You're not more anything. Okay? You might be awake and people might still be under the spell or still not recognize they're worthy, but everybody's worthy. Everybody's a star seed. Everybody has their unique patterning and way of engaging and seeing the world. We just are not told that, right? And so because of that, it's like, oh, this is only for the chosen few. That's such an egoic place to, to come from um, for any kind of spiritual person that is trying to teach or lead people into their spiritual knowing. Here's the deal, we all have the power to do it. It's not just one way. Now, people follow sages, gurus, and whatever, and people say, oh, they, they've they been enlightened, they put them on a pedestal. Now, the the teacher who continues to wear that cloth and that robe and stand on a pedestal and allow other people to boast about them is not, uh, is, is operating in full ego inflation. <laughs> full ego inflation. Um, we and that's what basically happened is they said, well, these people don't understand this information. It's too powerful for them. It's it's too too um, too much. So guess what? We're gonna keep it for ourselves because we're the chosen ones who know how to use this. And guess what? They don't get to that's basically what was said. Well, I have a different way of believing and a different way of engaging the world. We all have this power, the reality is we just need to believe in ourselves. We need to believe that we're enough and that we matter and that what we have to say matters. Now, people are going to tell you what you have to say don't matter. That's part of life. Okay? <laughs> But if you know what you're saying is true for you and it's in harmony with all existence and you're tapping into love, that's and kindness, right? We can use more kindness in the world. Can we ever have enough kindness? I don't think I think not. I think kindness right now is something loving kindness being probably the ultimate goal, not to boast that, oh, I'm on a high horse and I'm more enlightened. What that leads to is total ego inflation, distortion, and then you have people who don't know, they're not functioning, you're not giving them the whole story, you're not letting them figure out that they're, they're their own guru, they're their own savior, you have the power within you, but yeah, most people aren't saying that, right? Most people are saying, hey, follow me to do what I do. So you have it within you. Now, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of, of hey, man, a lot of work for you to get there. And you never stay there. You don't want to stay in those spaces. People that are on a spiritual journey that are reaching other dimensions and times and spaces and touching places that, you know, going on a journey. You don't want to stay there because we're in a three-dimensional time space. We have work to do in this space. There are people here that are longing for them to be seen and recognized. So we teach them to recognize themselves, love themselves, open their eyes to their own divine power and their own (laughs) gifts that they have within them. But most people won't. Most people are afraid of their own gifts or they don't think they're enough or, oh, no, it's for them. Or they put other people on a pedestal. And other people will let you. There's people that will let you. You put them on a pedestal, ego inflation happens and they're this guru and 500 million people are following and and they're, oh, the savior. Here's the deal. It's like me. They're, like Friends will be like, well, hey, Natalie, um, I didn't show up. I'm sorry. I'm like, why are you sorry? You don't need to show up to this. right? I don't look at how many people are showing up to my podcast not my goal my goal is that people come and get what they need the people that show up here will get what they need and the ones who need to hear whatever they need to hear will hear it and they'll use it hopefully in their life to help them get a little closer to their divine birthright get closer to awakening get closer to their spiritual attainment and emergence right how they emerge into Uh, Let's see. Christine says we all have a part in how we interact with the world around us, but not many take and reflect on our choices. Absolutely, we do. And some people just don't know. But for the spiritual alchemists, they thought that this information was too powerful for the people. And so they created all these codes. Really, what they were saying is, hey, we want to control it. We don't want you to know it, and we want to have this esoteric hidden wisdom, and we just want to keep it for ourselves, and no, you can't have it, basically. which sounds like a five-year-old brat to me, and that's exactly what we're seeing happening in the world. We have a bunch of five-year-olds running the world. This is mine. It's not yours. Don't touch that, or I'm going to kill you. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Can't even go into the ridiculousness of of what's happening right now okay well the alchemist's spiritual contribution is is just being rediscovered historians of science have long concealed or conceded that the alchem, alchemy's experimental approach gave rise to the modern disciplines of chemistry and physics just so you know I've said this before spiritual alchemy is the foundation for chemistry and physics People think alchemy, they think uh, base metals into gold. It didn't start that way. We started to bastardize spiritual alchemy and we started to bend reality into our own desires and wants and needs because that's the human condition. We all have that human condition, all of us, because we're stuck in this three-dimensional time space. In this space, we all have a sickness, right? We could call it a sickness where we we sort of indulge or overindulge in things right if you look at it and this goes to basic buddhist teachings it's it's a it's a really simple process right but to get out of it i'm going to give you a pretty cool funny example it's like the cake eat the cake right and you want you want the cake but you also want to have that nice body right everybody knows this story it's a common story right um so they want to eat the cake but we overindulge in the cake. We're like, oh, we'll just take one bite. And then before you know it, you've eaten the whole damn thing. And you're going, what the hell did I do? Right? So it's the overindulgence. Well, Buddhism says middle path, right? How do we, how do we take a couple of bites just to satiate and then walk away? Well, that takes willpower. That takes determination, right? Is that why children stop seeing fairies? Yes. Um, There's a lot of reasons. So, um so if we talk about uh fairies and imaginal spaces right of of the other what i want to say the other um non-ordinary states of existence i think that's the word i'll use we talk about non-ordinary states of being um in those non-ordinary states we can see the imagination or the world beyond what we see in the three-dimensional time space so yes Um, children's imaginations, um, our ability to tap into these spaces, um, as children, our mind is open and we can see beyond the, um, what we've been programmed to, to see as adults. So imagination is really huge. And I talked about that the other day in terms of us retapping into that, because that's what it's going to take to create a new world. We're living in a distorted fantasy right now in one of the weirdest see the the fantasy we're living in freaking i don't even know either i don't even have words for it like there's no words it's it, the only thing that i can conclude right is that the individuals who are leading these the the countries and and quote unquote our leaders right now um are hijacked by the archons so if you just look at the archons go read about it the archons and the yans i was reading about them last night pretty crazy but it's that dark matter that dark energy that embodies us and we all have it here in this three-dimensional time space but we can transcend it and that's what alchemy does it says how do we transcend that and how do we find our light and how do we work with our light well that takes the imagination now also if we're looking at it um you know from the fairies right, which is which is really cool because we have all these myth mythologies that we are unable to tap into and understand because of the our inability to honor the sacred feminine so right now we're in the storyline of the shadow sacred masculine well not necessarily the shadow I won't say for sure because we'd be at full war if we were fully in the shadow sacred masculine if the shadow sacred masculine rises in the energy right i'm not talking about men and women i'm talking about the energy of the sacred masculine the shadow side we would see chaos not chaos we'd see war we'd see bombs going off if we get to that point really what we are experiencing is we're going to the extreme it's too much of an extreme on one end it's like eating all the cake right it's like we've gone too far to the left brain scientific brain and we need to bring in the imagination which is what we call the sacred feminine creativity imagination now we need that okay so the the sacred feminine works in in the imaginal space in the space of fairies so we would say if you're in tap or tapping into the sacred feminine you're going to hit fifth dimensional time space you're going to hit these different ways of existing in the world. Your imagination is gonna open up. You're gonna hit the unconscious mind, which exists everything and nothing. So we have to transcend the storylines that we're in, right? We have to rise above it. We have to understand that fairies are real. Well they're real for this this child that sees them. Now they would say, well it's an imagination. It's your imagination. Okay. That's okay in that imagination, we're creating this whole entire system's our imagination unfolding. When you look at societies, that was somebody's imagination. See, America didn't exist. We're the small, we're the, the newest, we're brats, to be honest with you. I like how my friends said it were like teenagers, um, pouty and whiny, right? Because America is so young, but it was somebody's quote unquote American dream. It was their dream right? They dreamt this up and they started to make it what we call a reality. Everything was based on our fantasies. Everything was based on a dream. If we were in harmony fully with nature, we wouldn't be creating these big towers and this need to fight over land and resources. Like that's all made up. We made it up. It's somebody's grand illusion. Now, when we talk about Jung or we go into Jungian analysis, he would say it's the archetypes and they've always been there and that the archetypes actually live within us and that we play out the role of these archetypes or these, these cosmic powers or energies that have been here since, you know, they're, they're primitive, they're, they're primal, they're, they come from the beginning of time where storytelling was creative and that those energies, we embody those energies. Which would then be the archetypes, okay? Funny how the dreams has become our nightmare come true. Yeah, it is. That So if we start looking at it like that, wake up from the dream. Wake up from the nightmare. And then start creating your own. Like re- revisiting their fairies. Maybe you were connected to the fairies. What did the fairies have to tell you? See, we don't go there because why? You're, you're going to be deluded. There's something wrong with you if you see fairies. There's something wrong with you if you, and they've made it that way. Like it's a sickness. But the reality is, is that's what's created what we see today. They've used this information and they've taken all creativity out of our minds. And they've put logic and reason there where sometimes logic and reason are not what's needed to create something new right creativity and the irrational mind is not logical it's not and this is how they created what we see today so people i tell people transcend the story of of um um, conspiracies if you can transcend that story because all conspiracies grounded in spiritual alchemy it all derived from the people creating these distorted storylines based on their own alchemy based on their own formulas and systems now you have the ability to create your formula and your um way of communicating in the world they seem to communicate their mind communication not talking yeah and you can i mean you can get to that point right where you're able to communicate that way so Again, it's like the if you, there's fairies, right? And if you have fairyland and you're able to speak to fairies, then do that. You know what I mean? I'm giving you permission and telling you you're not crazy. We're going to need more people that actually can tap into that state of mind. More people that can actually reconnect to the imagination. Okay, there's hypnotherapy. There's origin stories, you know, people, but here's the deal, and this is this is really where I tell you to be safe and cautious if you're doing this work. Make sure that you have something to ground you back into the world because you can totally lose your mind too. So it's it's learning how not to lean too far left or too far right. Again, going back to the concept of the middle path, which is why Buddhism is so important and hasn't gone away, because the teachings of Buddhism are are critical for us to stay grounded. We, we can't go too far into the imagination or we'll lose our minds, but we can't stay so far rational or we'll blow up the world. I mean, we've got to find that middle ground. We've got to understand what that means for us. How do you take fairy, so let's say for instance, if we were digging a little bit deeper, post-pandemics, into the fairy story, Um, And the way that you uh, perhaps engage with the fairies, what is it that they're supporting you with? What are they telling you? What are they teaching you? How do you bring those teachings to the world? How do you bring those to the individual people? How do you support humanity for the betterment of, of our sake of living and coexisting with this planet? So that's how you would utilize that imaginal space, right? Or that space where you connect into, right? Which is your reality. People see things, people have whole worlds. For me, mine is very much my dream world, right? I have an active imagination in the dream world. I can close my eyes and start dreaming in two seconds. It's this whole other space of existence and it's very real to me. Just like Fairyland's very real to some other people. But okay, it's real, but how do we, for you, so how do you bring it into, This reality, this time, and this space, how do you utilize it for the betterment of humanity? That's the big question. But we need people to tap into that imaginal space. Here we go, because it says it here, and I'm going to reread it again. It says, also, it's also, so we talked about So in the hermetic arts, the tablet is the basis of magical evocation and the doctrine of sympathetic magic in which powers from the above are drawn down to earth and fixed in talesmen or statutes. So the above being could be the imagination, right? It's also the source of images seen on tarot. Those same images show up in dreams and imagination of people that undergo. Okay, so they seem to be, they seem to take thing or move them. I think they want me to know they're still around me. That's awesome. So con- continue to dialogue with them. Find out what it is that they're trying to, because there's, in our imagination is giving us some, you could even call it the Akashic Record. You can call it whatever you want. But that storyline has been totally severed for us. Our imaginal space has been totally severed. Why? That's a sacred feminine. They made it wrong. We can even go into stories about what they did. And then they genderized it and they made women bad. See, it wasn't first women are bad. No, it's first the sacred feminine is bad. We don't want anybody to understand the imagination and how to utilize it. Then you had people who went insane because we had native cultures who used the imagination in their storytelling. It's how they, they, um, stood safe. It's how they survived. They had oral traditions passed down to them when they came and they rampaged them, they took them away from their myth. And then they called them crazy. And they had no place to ground their stories, no place to ground their imagination. And then they came out with all these clinical ideas about how they're crazy. Now to go back and say, well, maybe you weren't so crazy. So now we're going to, now we're going to learn what you taught us. And now we're going to pay pee We're going to charge people for the shit that we stole from you. Okay. Don't get me started on that. All right. So let's see here. However, the legendary, uh, uh let's see hold done. So again, they, they took this away. Um. Okay, and it's it became physics and it became chemistry. However, the legacy of the Emerald Tablet is much more than just a subtle influences on the development of our religions and science. Uh, science philosophies. Um, it is a living document that speaks to each of us directly about our personal transformation. Indeed, the Emerald Tablet speaks to the to the whole world. It is a cryptic epitome of the alchemic opus, says Jungian analyst. Okay, a recipe for the second creation of the world. Here we go. This is what I've been telling you guys. Yes, as now kind of proves. Yes. So here we go. These are doctors, by the way, if anybody cares about titles, which I really don't care about titles, but whatever. But it does say, it is the cryptic epitome of the alchemical opus, says Jungian analysis Dr. Edward Edinger. The recipe for the second creation of the world. The recipe for the second creation of the world. That's what I've been telling you guys. This is how we create a new world. This is how we create a world of harmony, peace, and... (laughs) I just wish more people would listen, drives me nuts. Okay. Enthobotanist um, and psychedelic guru, Kenna says that the tablet of Hermes presents a formula for holographic matrix that is mirrored in the human mind. uh, Whatever one chooses to believe about it, um, there is no getting away from the fact that the Emerald tablet is one of the most profound and important documents that have come down to us. It has been said that uh, more than once that it contains the sum of all knowledge for those able to understand it. So while its roots may be lost in history, the words of the Emerald Tablet have survived so that each of us alive today has a chance at true spiritual breakthrough denied to generations from previous seekers. You guys have this ability. Whether Alexander the Great passed it down to us or it was created by some ancient ghostwriter. We do have the um, Arabic and Latin translations of the original document with which to work. We all have the ability to tap into the sacred wisdom. Will you? I don't know. That's totally up to you. Is it easy? Not necessarily. Um, we, Me and my friend were talking yesterday about the more you know, the more responsibility you have and it, You can't unknow things. So as you take the journey down the rabbit hole to understand, to know, to work with, you can't take it back. And now you have a responsibility. Come to think of it, remember how the running joke on the TV show and movie showed schizophrenics as homeless, crazy people with tinfoil on their heads? That feared them getting into their brains with waves, etc. now five g technology literally doing with uh, those shows in the seventies and nineties. yeah, so they tell us the storyline that's another thing with um, people. They think it's prophecy and it's not. They're telling us what they're going to do. They're creating the plots and the storylines. It's all it is. It's just storytelling in action. It's storytelling in action. There are very few prophets that truly can see what is to come. um, And that's a special gift. That gift is not everybody has that medicine of prophecy. The individuals like um, I was talking again about, you know, the Simpsons and all that. Because people think they're prophesizing. They're not. They're creating the storyline. That's people like, oh, my God. No, they created the storyline. They told us what they're going to do. And then they did it. It's like me. I can say, okay. Um, I know that in five minutes I'm gonna go eat food. And then it happens. Was that prophecy? No, that was me telling you what the storyline's going to be. So <laughs> yes, easy to show if you're doing it behind the scenes or if it's repeated pattern too. Yeah, as I suspect. Yes, there are repeated patterns. Here's another thing about repeated patterns. Um that it has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but I mean it does. It's all interconnected. But with the repeated patterns, it's time loops. Repeated patterns are time loops. Time loops that get us stuck in time. They don't allow us to move forward. They don't allow us to create. So look at repeated patterns because those are time time warp time loops. No time warps. Time loops. They keep us stuck in time. And when we understand how to utilize that and move from those patterns, we start to create. We can create new patterns. Or we can step out of old patterns and create new time. So I teach time alchemy is part of something that I've been teaching. Um, And I'm going to be doing a time alchemy to teach people how to get out of time loops. Because those time loops are what's keeping you from tapping into your greatest being you're repeating patterns over and over and not even knowing how and it's some of it's hidden latent in the subconscious mind and just kind of there and we think that we're doing something different but the subconscious mind needs to be revealed so that we understand what we're dealing with and then we can start to repattern and reshape and reprogram our minds and the way that we see the world but we have, to reprogram, we need to understand those patterns. So if you're stuck in a pattern, you know they say you're stuck in the past, you're stuck in the future, is looking at the patterns that are holding our time hostage. Okay, there's patterns that will hold your time hostage. So it's pretty interesting stuff, right? So going on and on and on and on and on. Um, and hey, Radio Projects. so we're looking at this again, remembering that the great work that the Emerald Tablet allows us to create a new world. This is what we are being called to do. Anybody who shows up to these spiritual alchemy uh, talks, spirit and coffee, um, that is, you're here, you're being called to create a new world. That's literally what's being called. We, we have to work together. Now, we may not live in the same space and we may not, you know, create the same community together. But you are being called to create a community. You're being called to create a new world. You're being called to create something different. You don't want to be stuck in the old stories and patterns or the stories and patterns of other people who have created a, I would say, a damn mess. Is what they've done. They don't want to admit it. They'll never admit it. <laughs> They're just going to keep on running amok. And running crazy. But look into the Archons and the Eons. That'll give you a better idea of. of The energy that's running the show right now. I mean everybody can see it. If you can't see it. I, I don't know. It's pretty obvious I think. But maybe not to everybody. The Corpus Hermeticum. Hermeticum, <laughs> the spirit of Hermes lives on, not only in the Emerald Tablet, but also in 17 documents containing teachings ascribed to him as known as, a hor- as the Corpus Hermeticum. Um, these treaties expand on the principle of the Emerald Tablet and appear in the record of the intimate conversations between Hermes and his disciples. For Over three centuries, these writings were thought by the church to be very ancient and were held in the highest esteem, The church fathers believed they lent support to Christian doctrine and it was even suggested that the writings of Hermes replaced those of Aristotle in the schools. So it is it has caused a great scandal when fundamentalist scholars in the 17th century declared these documents forgeries write, written by semi-Christians. How did the Hermetic literature which had been embraced by the early followers of Christ come to be uh, condemned in the Renaissance Christians. One possible explanation was given by um, thrice greatest Hermes. The church fathers appealed to the authority of antiquity and to a tradition that had never been called into question in order to show that they, they taught nothing fundamentally new. That in, in brief, they taught on main points that Hermes had taught. They lived in the days to proximate um, to that tradition, to have ventured on bringing charges of plagiarism. So they were going off plagiarism, right? Or they said that there was plagiarism within the doctrine and forgery against it without exposing themselves to the crushing rejoiner for men who were still the hearers of this living voice and uh, possessors of this written word. Um, While well, Hermes is never mentioned in the Bible, his counterpart Enoch is mentioned several times. In fact, none of the Christian scholars of the 17th century would have denied that Enoch was a real person who achieved union with God. That Enoch and Hermes might be the same person was never considered, though the idea was accepted by the, by Islamic uh, scholars. Um, in the mystic sense, summarized the 19th century uh, French theorist, Anton Thoth or the Egyptian Hermes was the symbol of divine mind he was incarnated thought the living word the logos of of plato and the word of the christians so the corpus hermeticum really contains the ancient egyptian doctrine with traces can be discovered from hieroglyphics which still covered monuments of egypt so hermes was the the God or the energy of thought and knowledge. They're bringing the knowledge to logos, bringing into the imagination to life, basically, is what it is. So if we took religion and all that out of it, we would say that Hermes is the reason we're able to, I'm able to talk to you right now and you're able to understand what the hell I'm talking about or able to read out of this book the actual logos that are on here which is the alphabet put into words and to describe an experience how do we communicate the experience of what we're seeing and then from there what happened is the imagination started to create and work with the world oh look i can use that tree to create a house and shelter that came from imagination it wasn't given to us we started to create and develop with the tools that were already here that's what's going to take for us to create a new world imagination we had to eat there was berries we ate and died from and so they came up with whole myths around things people drown they have whole characters that 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 derived from like la llorona something that i have talked about before these archetypal patterns to keep us away from harm or these archetypal patterns that help us to understand where we are in life and why we're experiencing the things that we do. It's the imagination that gives rise to the reality we see around us. We took that imagination and we put it into a story, right? We're living in a story. That's why it's called history. And it's his story. It's not even her story. They've forgotten her story. Well, what the hell? Where's her story? Let's put her story in it and see what happens. Mix the two. We're living in a storyline. It's been plotted out. It's been written. And it's been played out by characters. That's it. Very simple, but not simple, right? We want to believe And it touches us through experience. And, you know, when we look at the characters that are playing out, go read the tarot, you'll see the entire system is based on it. And people say that it's evil. Well, they wanted us to think it was evil. Because if we start looking at tarot, we're going to start to wake up and understand what they've done. (laughs) And then when we wake up and understand what was done and the storyline that's played out, well, then they're like, well, you can't have those tools. You're just not, you're just a peon. Only we can have this sacred wisdom. Basically what they're saying. That's why it's called esoteric wisdom. They've hidden all this stuff. Why is the Vatican hiding all this shit, okay? Why? Why do they hide all this stuff from us? Because they don't want us to have the power. They keep the power for themselves. Well, you're just a peon. You can't use this information. No, you're not. And I call the bullshit car. And I say, no, I'm going to teach people. because we all deserve to know. Remember, you are the remedy. You have a story. You have an imagination, and you're able to write. You're able to bring to life the very thing. Um, Now, here's the deal. Don't go creating destruction and chaos. Create harmony. Tranquility, peace. Or don't, and then we'll end up in these distorted storylines. That's what they've done. I mean, it's just a distorted story. That's why when people get all crazy and fear, I'm like, why are you afraid? It's just a story. And all these people are creating all this weird shit. And yes, it can inflict pain and suffering on us. But we can transcend that. And that's the point. This is a spiritual warfare more than anything. And if you know who you are, You will get shielded. You'll be protected. You'll find protection, refuge, and safe passage in all ways. Okay? All right. There you go. All righty then. I've gone longer. I've been going longer on these. Okay, so I'm going to continue with the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Highly recommend that you get the book and read it. It's a really good book. It tells you about alchemy. Also, for those of you on here, I'm going to be doing a retreat very soon. Um, it's a spiritual alchemy retreat for personal and professional development. We're going to have eight presenters, um, at the retreat. Um, and the retreat is going to be in January. Um, and some pretty profound individuals, pretty, really awesome people working with this type of work, right? Other individuals and, um, just an amazing bunch of individuals. Um, People who are very versed in the alchemic process and also archetypal stuff as well. Um, And cosmology and alchemy, which is kind of cool, right? Cosmology and alchemy. I'm excited to hear from that lady. Um, And so I highly recommend that if you're wanting to dig deeper into the work, that you start to consider that. Um, You can go to my website, Spirit and Coffee, um, and I or and or send me uh, an email at spiritandbrew at gmail.com and I can send you the link to, to sign up if you want. Um, you can also go to my Facebook page. That is where I will be doing posting that information. Um, and I'm also doing workshops on time alchemy. And so the time alchemy um, or alchemy of time is um, really there. It's really to help you understand how to get out of time loops um, and start creating time. How do we create time so that we can start creating our divine purpose and walking, you know, in our divine purpose? So it's really just um, an idea of how to reclaim your time back. Okay. And make your time your own. Because right now, if you're on, if you're on the nine to five time schedule, you're on a time loop. You're stuck in time. If you're trying to transcend that story, that's kind of what this helps you do. It helps you get prepared to shift into a new way of existing in time which is critical for creating a new world okay we have to be able to transcend the time issue so there you have it um uh i'm going to probably post up and and maybe do it um in november maybe the end of november i'll do the time alchemy stuff um a workshop it's a 2 hour workshop so hopefully you guys can show all right so there you have it um, I love you guys so much. Thanks for sharing uh, post-pandemic. I like when people share and chime in because it, it helps, right? We see that everything gets utilized in alchemy. Nothing gets thrown out, even the fairies. We accept fairies here. I'm oddly on the I cannot sleep as I tune in too much to sleep.
1: Oh, yeah, the I cannot
0: sleep. So, So there you have it um i am excited hopefully to work with you guys someday um and have you guys you know come to these workshops would be um awesome and amazing um and so we can continue to work together to build this new space um if you want to be part of telegram um also you can find me at spirit and coffee um on telegram um i have a couple that's a whole different platform um which is called artisans of wealth and it is creating a the promised land, okay? So there you go. So wonderful. Have a fantastical day. I love you guys so much. Um, and I will be seeing you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.